Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. What's up? Dwayne, Dwayne, that's not the weatherman, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you're, meteorologist. You're, I'm not the weatherman. Bit of a crazy night last night, right? Yeah, man. 90 mile per hour winds. Uh, winds were kicking up in the parking lot. You know, all that dust started flying. I was like, oh my gosh. Roots were flying off. Yeah, I got crazy out there really quick. Sounds like a sounds power like, went out. Sounds like a typical Thursday in South Florida. Yeah, not a typical Thursday in Middletown Village. Yeah, it's been, it's been storms have been crazy lately. Been yeah. ramping up this summer. Yeah, interesting. We'll just wait till hurricane season. Hurricane? There's no hurricane season here. Um, there it is. Um, yeah, all right. Every like nine years. Um, so all right. um, we're due for one. Oh boy, thanks. <laughs> thanks for putting that in the world. I'm just saying, we get a good one every like nine years. And good one? I don't know if you can classify a hurricane as a good one. I'm talking about like one that's like actually coming right for us, not one that we're getting just the rain and the aftermath. Like I don't know if it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't use the word good though. We're getting a solid hurricane. There you go. Solid, a, a bad one. A bad. I mean, a bad. Won't classify it as like bad because we don't like directly get hit. But like one that's like one that's still a hurricane. Yeah. An effective, an effective hurricane. An effective hurricane. There you go. That's a good one. Effective hurricane. There's no category fives, but like maybe like category two, category one. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um so this week I was at I went to camp on on Wednesday. I took the kids out to the goalkeeper finishing camp for a little bit. Um so I got to hang out with Coach Anthony, Coach Alex. Mo was out there. Coach Josh, so was, uh Coach Tara, everybody was is is great. A lot of a lot of shooting, not a goalkeeper work. Well, we'll see. We'll see what uh we'll see when we start shooting during the season. Yeah. If we're scoring goals or not. No, I will say I will, No, I will say that it was it was really cool to see. Um it was really cool to see all the stations. Um, you know, Anthony's done a fantastic job with our summer camps. This year, and you know, he's, he's been a camp director for two or three years now, and uh, he's done a fantastic job with them. Uh, so I'm excited for um, for the last week of campus this week coming up, our last day camp, and that'll wrap up the entire summer season. Uh, but overall, fantastic, fantastic summer camp. Uh, we've had six, six, seven summer camps so far, something like that. Like it's been, yeah, we've had yeah three. This will be the third. Like day camp, goalkeeper finishing camp, it's four diamonds, it's five plus discovery, so six total six summer camps all running in uh in uh throughout the summer. So really cool stuff. Um kind of makes the time go by really quick. And then that means that season starts pretty much. So we're go for ten next year. What ten summer camps? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. It's a lot of camps. You should go, you should go for ten. Yeah, it's a lot of camps, man. Um, so no, excited for that. Um, and then uh record registration is open, spots are filling up, people are signing spots up. Are filling up. Uh uniform deadline is in 10 days, August 15th. Um, so ideally, if you're gonna register, you need a new uniform, <clears throat> orange and black. Um, August 15th is your deadline to ensure that the uniform gets to 
your house in order for you to play before the first game. So make sure you go out to DelawareUnion.com, spring or fall rec, and you can register for the rec program, or you can go to DelawareUnion.com, click on discovery, uh, and register for the discovery program if your child's between the ages of three to six. Yep. Turn three this year. Yep. And up to six. Yep. So, yep. Got those two programs launching. We'll be at the state of the art Odessa High School. I think we, it's safe to call it state of the art. Sure. Yeah. We, can we call have it. teams from PA coming down and saying, Is this a college? <laughs> That's true. Um, we did so have the that. state of the art Odessa High School. Yeah, absolutely. And then tomorrow, uh, so make sure you visit DelawareUnion.com to register there. On uh, tomorrow, we're going to the beach. Manana. Yeah, we're going to the beach. We we haven't done this. You actually, you didn't, you never really got to do this. Um, I think we, I think you weren't on the staff yet when we were doing this. Um, Dude, but, I haven't been to the beach in years. Yeah, neither have I. The last time I went to the beach was the last beach training. <laughs> yeah, I'm lying. Uh, it was in Ocean City for a tournament. Um, so yeah, so we we used to do this with our like high school age girls. Um, and then this year we decided to open up with all the girls teams. Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing some beach training for like three hours tomorrow uh, morning. It'll be fun, and I think it'll be really exciting to to go out there and um, and get some work done. We're doing some strength and conditioning, some um, speed and agility. Uh, we're doing some team building, doing some skill work, and then we're just gonna play strength and conditioning. I'll be moving sand dunes out there. <laughs> I think it'll be a good time. I'm excited for it. We got scuba tanks. We're gonna have players underwater moving rocks. Underwater soccer. Um, no, moving rocks. That's just moving rocks. Thing. Okay, sure. That's what surfers do. They move rocks underground. There's like a picture of some surfer doing that. Interesting. So is it a thing or is it just one surfer? I think it might be a thing, man. I don't know. I'll never. I try going surfing. Not my thing. No, neither. It's not mine either. Um, so, um, no, I'm maybe. looking forward to it. Beach training is going to be, be a good time. Um, ultimately, it's just a good way to get the kids out there. Um, again, do some team building stuff. You and I are going to do the team building stuff, and I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, just a way to have fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Just a way to good, good old, good old fun. Um, all right. Um, and then Sunday, we're doing ODP. Yeah. I'm going to kayak from Towers Beach all the way up to Newcastle. And we got ODP on Sunday for, I think this is for new players, what, 2005 to 2012? Yes, 5 to 12. 2011 with some 12s. With some 12s, yeah. So, uh, no, I'm excited for that. It'll be the first tryout of the year for ODP. Uh, Dwayne and I have been part of the program for, I've been in it for three or four years, and you've been in it for two years now. So it's a... Uh, it's a cool program. Um, you know, the Tyler does a good job running it and I'm excited for for kind of what's to come there and um seeing some kids, you know, seeing some returning players, which is always exciting to see in that program. Uh so yeah, so we got ODP on Sunday. So and then after that, you know, I leave for Colorado. So yeah. next week we gotta figure out how we're recording. Um but probably maybe recording from Colorado. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm not. Catching up on sleep next week. Not on Friday. I'm 6 a.m. It's 6 a.m. wake ups. But yeah, next week I'll be in Colorado. So hopefully podcast with Fields Brown. Uh, Fields Brown, that works. Uh, so Talk about some Arsenal. 
Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I'm so speaking of Arsenal. Um, I have for the for the flight for the trip. I have already downloaded. Uh, came out today. Um, it's uh all or nothing Arsenal on Amazon Prime. So the last season was all filmed at Arsenal. So I'm excited for that. Be really cool to watch. So I like those at all or nothing. They they do a good job with them. Yeah, as long as we don't record on Wednesday, we're good. I'm kind of booked up on Wednesday. No, don't worry. I'm traveling on Wednesday. Okay, cool. I think it'll probably be Friday. Yeah, cool. I just look at look at my calendar on Wednesday. Is, uh, it'll probably be Friday. Wednesday's Which actually, a long day. Huh? Wednesday's a long day. Yeah. Which actually brings me to we'll we'll do some we'll skip some things, but you and I have talked about doing a new segment. Yeah. So so we talked about um we talked about some different ideas, but one uh, I think that I liked that I think we're gonna we're gonna try to run with and Fields might be our actual first guest on this. Uh we're gonna do six questions you always wanted to ask, and then whoever the guest is. Um usually it'll be a returning guest, somebody that we know, somebody that we can like have some deeper conversations with. So the idea is to be six questions. Three questions will be very soccer driven, uh very soccer specific questions that you're gonna come up with. Um, so, uh, you might come up with something random and you might, or you can, might come up with something like very, very specific. Um, right. Yeah. It just depends on the mood of the day. Yeah. There you go. And then I'm going to think about like three thought provoking questions. So something to dig a little deeper, something to, you know, um, get to some deeper things that as coaches, we, we feel or whoever the guest is. Uh, so yeah. I'm excited for I'm excited for that. It'll be an interesting uh, idea. It'll be hopefully something that'll be a recurring theme with some returning guests, um, and something that gets us to again continue to what we do, what we've done since the beginning of this podcast, which is to find out more about coaches, find out more about people in the soccer world, um, and ultimately just learn, learn, learn about people uh, and make some different connections. So I'm excited for that. But uh, yeah. Um, Euros, women's Euros ended last Sunday. Yeah, was at the finish. What a great final! Turn on the TV at the right time. I watched most of the game. Um, I watched probably three minutes before the first goal. Okay. Um. <laughs> so I watched like the prime time. Yeah. It's prime time. So, uh, so England winning two to one, um, in overtime. Uh, Chloe Kelly scoring the game-winning goal in the 110th minute. Um, you know, it was, it was. Uh, I thought the last 10, 15 minutes, the last 10 minutes from England, actually 15, the last five minutes before they scored the goal, they had started taking over, and then watching them manage the clock the last 10 minutes of the game, I thought was fantastic. I thought Chloe Kelly, outside of the fact that she scored a goal. I thought was amazing in the last 10 minutes. Managed the clock, caused frustration in Germany, uh, caused, caused some frustration to the point where they even, when they retained possession, they gave it away so quickly because they were so frazzled. So I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good, good game. I thought the fact that it was in England and England won was great. And I thought about the fact that you had a, almost a sellout crowd at Wembley. They talked about it on the on the broadcast. I think there's only eight spots available in the entire. Yeah, they were trying to find the eight people. Yeah. <laughs> like so, what are these eight people that didn't show up and missed a good final? 
Yeah. So I I think that's it's a huge progress for women's soccer. No, I think I mean if you're selling out Wembley, it's a it's a huge first step. Um, so just looking to see the growth, World Cup, and continuing. I mean, you're continuing to see national teams that have been prolific on the men's side pump more money into the women's side and continue to grow the game there. So I think again, it's going to take time, but you're going to start to see things continue to build. What I thought was interesting, so I was looking at the, some of the stats of like the like the attendance stats, and out of the 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 ten highest um, the ten highest attendance matches in the women in the Euros in general, the history of the women's Euros, seven out of the ten were were from this from this Euros. Good, that's good. From twenty twenty two, and you'd probably see it get crushed in the World Cup. Like all those numbers will get crushed. Like yeah. So no, I'm I'm excited for for what's to come in women's soccer in general. Um, 2023, I think is gonna be a really exciting year with the World Cup. Um, I think we're gonna see we're gonna see the again the 32 teams now in the women's World Cup. So that'll be really exciting. And in general, um, a lot of uh, I think a lot of really good competition. Um, so it'll be really exciting. So uh, Copa America. The Women's Cup America finished. Uh, so Argentina uh, ended up playing that night last Friday. Uh, beat Paraguay 3-1. to one. So they move on to the World Cup. They got the automatic berth into the World Cup. Paraguay now has to go play in that elimination playoff thing that they're doing in February. And then Brazil. And I think somewhat of a surprising... Um, turn of events like i mean they they beat colombia but they only beat them one nothing and it was a very close game so uh colombia coming out with a really good result against uh brazil ultimately at the end of the day both those teams made it to the world cup and also made the olympics so good for them as well so um all right league's cup what the league's cup the League's Cup, yeah. What, can you tell me what the League's Cup is? Because I don't, I don't think I know what the, what it is. So the League's Cup, it started off as a very, very small competition, eight teams. Um, Liga, Liga and Keys. M A M A Keys. Sorry, part of my Spanish. M A Keys versus MLS. So it started off as eight teams in a competition. I think it was they found four teams that you know didn't qualify for the Concacaf Champions League you know, didn't win, like, the next four teams, I believe. So right now they're playing it this year as, like, a friendly. Um, not really a prize at the end just because of when the World Cup is. Next year, though, they're going all out with this. Um, every club from MLS will compete. Every club from Liga MAX will compete. They're going to take one month off of their season. The winner goes straight to the CONCACAF Champions League round of 16. And then they're trying to build the prize money up in this. Um, the Liga MAX president said this is going to be broadcast in 108 countries. He says that you know his teams can compete, but they're, he thinks that Liga MAX is actually behind MLS just because of the stars they're bringing over. So he thinks it's like it's going to be a great competition with the history of the Liga MAX teams. You know, they have a lot of their Mexican nationals spread out throughout those teams. And MLS to see, you know, 
where they are and how they can compete with you know, a historical league. So I think it'll be a good op- opportunity. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's interesting. Um, so the first the first game was uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, Guadalajara and LA Galaxy. Yeah, and, and they did a double header. What LAFC, LAFC played Club America like an hour or two afterwards, same stadium. Yeah, the the weird thing is that like you can't really see, like at least on Google, they weren't really showing the, um. Yeah, like I can't even really find the scores. I like Galaxy one two nothing. Okay. Um, I know that they beat Club America or not Club America. They beat Guadalajara. Um, I don't know about the LAFC game. It started at eleven fifteen, so I wasn't. Really... LAFC, uh, Club America beat LAFC in PKs. Gotcha. Six to five. And I think the tough part about this competition right now is that, you know, it's right in the middle of the season. It's like Gareth Bale didn't play. Like right. the stars, the stars aren't really going to play. But I think next year when they take this month off, you put prize money in it, CONCACAF Champions League qualification in it, the stars will play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you think the MLS clubs are actually going to be the the MLS clubs already don't necessarily give the Open Cup a a really a whole lot of importance to it, and then now you're asking them to do a third competition. I don't but know. But how many teams actually focus? Not saying they don't focus on the ML Open Cup, but what do they usually do with their Open Cup rosters? And they bring in young players. Yeah. Bringing in play like here, I'm I'm trying to win this. I'm trying to go to Concacaf Champions League. Yeah, but then the, doesn't the Open Cup give you that opportunity as well? Yeah, but this is we. This is probably simple. If it's a month competition, this is probably a lot simpler to think about the Open Cup. It's spread out throughout the year. You got injuries, this and that. Is it going like, to be? Is it going to be like a one and done type of thing? I think you get two games. Guaranteed okay. to lose. Okay. Just yeah. so everybody plays. Yeah, I don't know. I it, All these competitions that pop up, they're great in theory. I think it just, I don't know, more games in less amount of time, we all know is not necessarily conducive to player development, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, why does the Philadelphia Union play in Pachuca in September? No, I get it. It's all money driven. I, I, I don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I understand that. Um, so I mean, whatever. It ultimately, like, that's fine. If it's gonna, I mean, listen. The the way I look at it is the only thing that this actually makes sense for is if it's gonna drive the potential of the um of the of the Champions League of the Concacaf Champions League. I think that's the only thing that right now the Concacaf Champions League is an absolute like nobody cares. It's a joke. Um, I, I think that's part of it, and I also think that I mean, thinking of the timing of it. Because it's going to be in the summer, the transfer market token. Yeah, so I think it's an opportunity to. Well, I mean, almost it'll, like, it's almost like a showcase. Well, it's a it's a good marketing tool in the sense that like that you're picking a time when there's nothing else going on. Right. No one else is really playing, so you you pick the time where you can sell it, and it's it's. I mean, look at what happened in 
through COVID, right? Like, what's the only league that was really playing through COVID? It was MLS is back and then the Champions League. Well, and the Turkish Super League was really the only one. Like, Turkey came back and played before anybody else. So, Bean Sports in that moment, like, capitalized on that because they're like, well, we're the only ones that have the, the Turkish Super League. So, if you want to watch any sort of soccer right now, that's this is the only thing that's live. Right. So like, All right. We're watching the Turkish Super League. But, um, so I think at that point, yeah, you, you find a void and the void is that there's really nothing going on in the summer. So, um, you know, we looked at it right now, like, look at it right now. Like there was, we went, we're in this two to three week period where there's nothing really going on from a soccer standpoint. You look at the schedule and I'm like, there's nothing to watch. Yeah. You got MLS on Wednesdays and Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. Yeah. So like, there's really nothing. Well, Premier League there. is back this weekend. This weekend, but I'm saying like these past two weeks before that, there wasn't wasn't yeah. a whole lot going on. So yeah, you bring something else to the table, and I think that's interesting. Um, I think the hard part you're going to find is that because of the timing, you're limited to this side of the world. It's being broadcast in 108 countries. Yeah, but yeah, but think about it, right? Like, so it's eight, eight o'clock game. It's what two o'clock in the morning in Europe. Yeah, like, no one's watching that. That's the only thing that's interesting. Is it's so, like find a different like that's why the I think the MLS's back tournament was great because you had some games that were in early in the morning, so that opens you opens up the ability for you to be able to broadcast them to other countries and and have popularity in them. But eh, it is what it is. Ultimately, again, we'll we'll watch it. We'll talk about it. And I'm gonna be. Are you like you're not gonna watch it? No, I'm. I know. I'm. I'm going to. I'm the sucker that does watch it. Like they, they do this. They, they'll take my money somehow, one way or another. They'll take my money. A cable bill is still gonna get paid. And you're still yeah. gonna pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it'll be cool, especially like when you think about it. Who has the rights? Selling players. Who's got the rights in the U.S.? Do you know? ESPN, I think. ESPN. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's on this year. I mean, the mouse got the mouse has it all, man. The mouse. Mickey Mouse, man. Wow, yeah. <laughs> the mouse is going to run the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, round two of the League's Cup for this year is in September. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> got a couple got to look for it. Guadalajara plays Cincinnati. Nashville plays Club America. And Real Salt Plate. Yeah, Real Salt Plate. Real Salt Lake plays uh, Atlas. Okay. All right. So. Uh, by the way, your boy did not start. Or did not get any minutes last Saturday. Just if you wanted wanted to give out a Josie Altador update. I don't care about Josie Altador. (laughs) You're the one that told me. Bus driver got loaned or something too. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where's he going? All of a sudden, he's no longer on the national team. All all of a sudden, Bruce Arena's cleaning shop. You know, FC Dallas. Oh, man. He got traded. Got traded again. Bruce Arena is cleaning up shop. Or Sebastian Legit. All right. Well, I guess I'll go drive the bus over there. Um. All right. Player of the match. Jack McGlynn. Yeah. I Sick mean, I figured you were going to. Yeah. Sick free kick goal. Um. I think it's the second start in a row. He's filling in for all the suspended players for the Union. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not kids balling. Yeah. Jack McGlynn. Um. I. I I'm gonna do. If you're okay with it, I'm going to give out three player of the match awards this week. Okay. So, first one goes to England. Just to, as a congratulations. 
Actually, we'll do four. Second goes to Argentina. Third, uh, Gonzalo Higuain also scored a sick free yeah, kick. That thing, that thing is still traveling. That was a really cool one. And then got the radar gun out. And then my fourth one goes out to LAFC. Oh, sorry, LA Galaxy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! You got pick one. LA Galaxy. Um, who is now the new official West Coast uh, team of the of the soccer podcast? Because, and and not only that, it is the reason why we are going to find a way to take this show on the road uh, to find LAF, LA Galaxy. If not this season, next season for sure. But uh, they're playing the refs. You're on the Amtrak. Yeah, there you go. Um, but LA Galaxy has uh, uh, acquired Ricky Pooch on a free transfer. Free, was it? Free, free transfer, and then uh, Barcelona has a buyback deal on it too. They put a buyback on everybody. Yeah. So you got a buyback. Uh, so I'm excited. Them. I think the MLS gets probably who could be their best player. He's going to take over the MLS. MLS MVP. But Barcelona with the buyback clause. Yeah. Just in case he wins MVP. <laughs> we'll bring him back. They probably have a buyback clause on somebody playing in like Turkey. They, they kicked out of the academy when they were like 15. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Good job, Ricky Pooch. Uh, don't party it up too hard out in uh, LA. Yeah, but I I don't know. This is gonna be great. I think it's gonna be fantastic that he's gonna be there. I'm gonna be watching LA, every uh, LA Galaxy game. I'm gonna get an LA Galaxy jersey. Um, I'm gonna do it up. Go LA Galaxy. Um, all right. So that's my other player of the match on this day in soccer history, August fifth. 1970. You remember that day? No, um, my mom was only five years old. Oh, okay, so I wasn't even like in the picture. Okay, well, uh, it's a very important day in history because August 5th, 1970, um, was the first time in English football that a penalty shootout occurred. Yeah. So, uh no, it was a preseason tournament called the Watney Cup. Uh and it was a semifinal. Uh and it was between Manchester United and Hull City. And Hull then, City. Yep. Uh so the first player to ever to the, the first player to score in a penalty shootout is one of England's best players of all time. George Best. George Best. That's right. So uh, George Best scored the first goal in a penalty shootout on August 5th, 1970. And Manchester United won 4-3. So the Watney Cup. Um, wow. I think we should try to find a way to make, bring it back. No, I'm good. Let's bring back the Watney Cup as just a PK shootout competition. No, I think, we, I think you just focus on the Super League and bring it to America. You don't want to do the Watney Cup? No. Bring back the European Super League in America. No. Like that summer league thing? I don't like that. No, I'm talking about the Super League, the breakaway league they were talking about. No, 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 no. No Super League. Bring it to America. No. And what, everybody just plays here? Yep. No, because Ricky Pooch won't get to play in it. 
get bought back. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> so I buy back club. There you yeah. go. Get That's bought fair. back. That's fair. Uh, yeah, so uh, August twenty eighth, man. It's your best shot. Yeah, we got we got a scrimmage the day before. That'll be difficult. I mean, I got a Colorado Rapids game the day before. Yeah. Um. All right. Fair play of the week. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Fair play of the week. I don't know who's on the Rapids, but I'm be out there booing. Hey, leave the Rapids alone. Um. I hope they dust them up like the they dusted up the Dynamo. Fair play of the week. Uh, my fair play of the week goes out to Alfonso Davies. Okay. Did you hear what he did this week? Probably ran fast. No, outside of running fast. So Alfonso Davies uh, has announced that he is donating uh, anything he makes in the World Cup for Canada. He is donating it. Uh, because Who's he donating it to? I don't know. Uh, I don't think he said that. But um, I'm taking donations. I'm taking donations. <laughs> well, you're not Canadian, so I think he's donating to somebody in Canada. Who's not? You're not Canadian. I know you got a house in Canada, but you're not Canadian. I'll look at DNA test by the time we're up. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he wrote because his uh his family is from they immigrated from a different country. I forget exactly where it was. Um, and they they gave him you know that's where he found uh a home. Uh, so he decided to um donate all his proceeds to. Um, to somebody in Canada. Cool. Uh, so <clears throat> he is a refugee. Um, let's see. Hold on a second. Um, Liberian parents. Yep. So, uh, but he was born. He was born in a refugee camp in Ga- in Ghana. Yeah, Ghana. Yeah. So, um, so again, came over to Canada. And then, um, so excited for him to be able to do that when he goes to the World Cup. So, really good for him. He's only 21 years old. So, for him to have that thought process is fantastic. So, who's your fair play week? Fair play week's going to go out to Union for only scoring six goals on the Dynamo. Could have got ugly out there. Yeah. Kind of pumped up the brakes a little bit. Sub some guys in. You know, you could always sub in Corey Burke. He won't score. <laughs> Telling you, man, you keep messing with Corey Bird. Corey Bird's gonna find you one day. Yeah, he can, I'm look section one twenty one. I'm right there in the corner flag. Every time they score goals, they come and celebrate at right here, bro. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like that's the one guy I'm not messing with. I got Coach Tope. Coach Tope's gonna jump over from a couple seats over and help me out. You yeah, good? all right. Got back up, and if he tries it on uh, August twenty, August thirty first, the whole <laughs> Delaware Union behind me. Except for me, man, I'm stepping to the side. I'm, I'm gonna be like you at you at the zoo. It's like nah. Well, if they're if it's during the halftime mini goal game or mini game, it might bump in. It might like bump into my shoulder or something. Like, yo, I heard what you said about me. Yeah, we forgot to announce that. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, go ahead. We're locked in. So August thirty first, we we're gonna have fourteen players um, that purchase tickets. Um, to the Atlanta United game from Delaware Union play on the Subaru Park Field at halftime. That's awesome. Thank you to Sebastian for uh, locking in those seats. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Pushed you over the edge. Alex, huh? 
pushed you over the edge. Pushed her. Well, we were under the edge, but Alex was like, I got y'all. All right. Like, I like you. You're working hard. Perfect. I think you also just appreciate that it's August 5th and we have probably 80% of the tickets sold. That's great. No, that's a good job. Good job by you. Well done. Oh, so if you didn't get a chance to do it this year, we'll be back next year. There you go. Perfect. Um, it's hard to get that uh, mini game, but I mean, maybe we'll have the people mini walk game, the banner. Mini game is tough. Yeah. I mean, there's the banner. There's all this other stuff. We just have to be proactive and just yeah. take it to them, really. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, great. Well, um, next week, we'll talk about the beach training, see how it went. We'll hopefully be in Colorado with Fields Brown. Well, I'll be in Colorado. Um, hopefully, you have all your luggage. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. Hopefully, I have the microphone and everything else. Uh, well, thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. Mm-hmm.